Hello and welcome to the Bride Tender Podcast. I'm your host, Esty Gordon-Levin, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. So today I want to talk about something that is like so important. A lot of it, like, you know, you really can't do it without having it timed out right, which is the timeline of your wedding day. I can't stress it enough that when you don't work with a professional on this, and it does, it it doesn't matter who that professional is, whether it's you know your salesperson at the venue, whether it's a wedding planner, whether it's you know discussing among all of your vendors, like it's so important that you, all of your vendors and your wedding venue are on the same page in regards to your timeline for the day of your wedding. Now, obviously I am in the business. I'm a wedding planner by trade. I actually, I'm just, I'm an event planner. So any kind of event, I'm an event planner by trade. I work handling sales in the off-premise market of the event industry. And prior to that, I've worked on the venue side. So I've covered many, many bases in regards to a day of an event, a day of a wedding, a day of, you know, just day of planning in general and making sure that all the formalities and everything fit in. Now, with that being said, everybody's wedding day looks different. However, I would say you have a lot of key components that are the same. So talking about a wedding day, you're figuring you need time to factor in for hair and makeup, whether it's just for you, whether you have a full bridal party, um, time for those getting ready photos, time for a first look. If you're planning to do first look prior to ceremony, uh, time, you know, And you plan all this out, one, so that you can get all the photos that you want done, two, so that your vendors know what's important to you and what you could do without. I'll give you an example. My wedding day, I got married on a Sunday in February. So if you live in New York, you know... um, sundown is like earlier so you'd want to make sure that you get your photos done earlier if you want light outside for that now I also I knew that going into this and when I couldn't get a Saturday date at my venue and we were moving forward with a Sunday I knew that I didn't I didn't want to start my day meaning I didn't want to start my reception at six o'clock in the evening. I didn't want people leaving my reception early, so I decided to go earlier on a Sunday and do a little bit more of a twilight and do a three o'clock to nine o'clock. Now, now that I was starting earlier in the day with my ceremony invite, you know, my cocktail hour, my reception, it meant that I did have to get ready earlier in the day. Now, prior to, you know, prior to anything, 
you would think that like with hair and makeup you do need to start somewhat earlier if you want to have that time to get those photos and you'd rather be early, ready earlier than running behind because you don't want to be stressed that your ceremony is going to be late or that you don't get to do as many photos beforehand we do live in a time where most of the time now couples tend to do a first look prior to ceremony if ceremony is on site at the venue because they want to be able to like enjoy a little bit of cocktail hour mingle around like you want to honestly there's no other like way for me to say this but you kind of want to get the most bang for your buck and if you're spending all this money on your wedding you should have the option to jump into cocktail hour for a little bit if you like to so to give you an idea on my wedding timeline, which might help you with yours, we started getting ready at six o'clock in the morning. And if you know me, I'm not a morning person like that. I was not really looking to get ready that early, but I had to because my wedding was starting at three o'clock with the invite time with a 3.30 ceremony. We were allowed to get on property at one o'clock for photos at the venue. And my photographer was going to be coming between 10.30 and 11 to start taking getting ready photos of us at the hotel. So you're getting ready photos just to give you an idea. It's when your hair and makeup is already done but like you might not be in your dress yet. You know, you and your girls might be in your robes, your pajamas, anything like that, but you do wanna make sure that your hair and makeup is done for those photos, so that's why you start early. Now, with that being said, you know, I started at 6 a.m., but even if you're having like a 7 p.m. reception or, or anything, you're still starting in the morning anywhere, I would say around 8, 9, 10 a.m., because you are gonna get those photos in prior that you want to get so to give you an idea we started hair and makeup around 6 a.m between 6 and 7 a.m and I had six bridesmaids plus me and my mom and my grandma so that's six seven eight nine nine people um so nine people to get hair and makeup ready and then my photographer and videographer came at 10.30 uh, to start taking, you know, photos, videos. I, I actually think that they came a little later, maybe around 11. Um, and then we took the shuttle from our, vet, from our hotel over to the, our wedding venue. And from there, I was still in my robe. I took some photos in my robe over there, and then I got dressed in my dress. I did a first look with my dad, and then I did a first look with Ira, my husband, and then um, we did a bunch of photos, just the two of us as, as bride and groom, and then we did our photos with our families, and then we did our photos with our bridal party which then went into our ketubah signing for photos and then right into our ceremony. So obviously I've been in the business a really long time. I knew how to time that out correctly. Even with timing it out correctly, you try to make 
some room, you know, you, you want room for error. And what was important to me was making sure that Ira and I got a lot of photos together. And, you know, we both don't have huge families. So our family photos and our bridal party photos went pretty quickly. So I, I really put in enough time for that, that then our ceremony and everything could start on time with no worries. And then after ceremony, we got to eat a little something in the bridal suite, just the two of us, have a little time. And then we did our ballroom photos, you know, photos of the two of us in the ballroom before anybody um, came in to see it, um, to have the ballroom reveal, which then gave us some time to jump into cocktail hour and socialize a little bit too, and then go and then do our, our grand entrances and things like that. Now, that's just a little bit about timelines for like the beginning of the day, but you also really need to factor in that during the actual wedding, there's a lot of formalities that go on that people don't always think about and, or they just like think that it'll like fly by the seat of your pants. But the truth is you want to do certain things at certain times because you don't want to stop the party for formalities. You want to kind of do those formalities during, during a lull. So what do I mean by that? Once you enter into the ballroom, you know, as a couple, you'll typically go into your first dance. And then I don't, you know, just speaking from my own experience, we had a Jewish wedding. So after our first dance, Um, We invited everybody to come onto the dance floor for a slow dance. And then we went right into the Hora. And then after the Hora, everybody got seated for first course. That's where everybody, you know, gave their dinner orders. And that's when we had speeches, toasts done by our parents. So that happened during first course so that it wasn't like stopping the party for those, for those toasts that it happens at a time when everybody was going to be seated. Then we had a big dance set for a bit. And then during main entree, when we were seated for entrees, we had, you know, we had speeches done by, you know, best man and maid of honor, as well as, you know, my brother's. So you kind of want your speeches to happen at the time when people are sitting opposed to like having them seated or, you know, or quieted down during like party time for speeches. You know, you also want to carve out time for, you know, parent dances as well as cake cutting Especially if you want all of those things to be seen, if you want them to be photographed, if you want them to be videoed. So there's the timeline is the most crucial aspect of your day. And I can't stress enough how important it is to consult a professional when putting it together. If you've never planned an event in your life, it is going to be difficult for you to put together some sort of wedding timeline that would that would make sense. You're better off 
you know, speaking to whether it's the manager at your venue or if you have a wedding planner or if you, you know, even speaking to your photographer and everybody who you hired for that day as your vendors, they'll be able to steer you in the right direction. But having a timeline all set out, it really also helps to like keep everybody intact, all of your vendors by like them having a copy of that timeline and knowing what you want, what, what you're doing and at what point in the, throughout the day you're doing it because it just keeps everybody on track and then nothing goes by the wayside. I could tell you from, I, I worked a wedding once where I, I, like, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but like the photographer or the videographer, I can't remember which, it might've even been both, missed um, the dance between the bride and her dad. So they had no footage of that. I don't know exactly what happened, um, you know, with that, because that was very much out of my control. And this is something I had heard about through the grapevine, but you know, that is, that's something that like, you know, it's kind of like one of those once in a lifetime things, just like, you know, a wedding, you know, it's a big, big milestone and to miss, you know, having those memories, whether it's in photograph or on video, you know, it, it's tough. It would hurt. So you want to make sure that all of those important aspects of your wedding are going to be things that you could look back on should you want to. Now, I fortunately being in this industry, um, you know, I know a lot of like my friends, they get the, uh, the best of this in the sense that I would never let anybody not have a timed out day that makes sense. Um, but I wanted to, you know, offer up to any of like the listeners on the podcast, you know, if you need any help with your timeline, you, you just don't know, you don't know what time hair and makeup should start. You don't know what time photography should start. You know, a lot of this is like, you have contracts with time things in regards to photographer and videographer, whether it's eight hours, 10 hours, you know, I can help you negotiate within your timeline the best time for like that photographer to come and start so that you're, you don't have to worry about them missing, you know, parts that you, you want and you need, but that you'll have it because it will all be covered within your timeline. All of those like milestone moments, something that drives me insane is when brides and grooms, they book photography and they, and they have their photographer leaving, let's say at like nine 30, 10 o'clock, but the wedding is until midnight. You know, most of the time you're not doing for a wedding that goes until midnight, you're not doing cake cutting till around 10 30. So you can't, you don't want where your, your photographer is leaving before like a big moment, like your cake cutting together. So having somebody 
review and do your timeline with you or for you, whichever is, you know, some people like to be part of the process. Some people just need somebody else to handle this for them and whatever works best for you. That is what should happen and you want to make sure that like you're utilizing all your resources correctly especially for your wedding day um so that nothing nothing falls falls through the cracks so something that i like want to share is that if you do need help whether um you want to go through it with me you want to like you know i'm i'm doing like a one hour you know power planning kind of you know session that I can help you with all of your all of your wedding timeline needs please feel free to reach out to me for more information you can either dm me at the bride tender you can email me at the tender at gmail.com and I'm happy to help you out and I would definitely say try to do this timeline like four to eight weeks before your wedding you know this way you're not so like stressed on time you don't want to do it a week or two before your wedding. You want to have this all timed out correctly with your vendors, you know, with more than enough time to tweak it if necessary. So please feel free to reach out to me anytime. I'm happy to help out. This is what I do for people all the time, whether it's, you know, for day of, whether it's full planning, whether it's, you know, like you're just any anything any kind of event but especially weddings because obviously on this podcast we talk a lot about weddings and brides and being the bride and the stressful aspects the fun aspects the good the bad the ugly the fun the ups the downs the stress and the beauty of your wedding day so please 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 I can't stress it enough don't don't like worry and please reach out to me if you need any help on your wedding timeline um and what should be included and what shouldn't and what matters and what doesn't and all of that so that's my spiel for today thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode of the bride tender podcast where i put out a new episode every single week and i'm getting back to getting people on the podcast i know it's been so crazy i know that you guys look forward to when i have guests on um but being that we're in the busy crazy period of weddings you know right in the smack in the middle of that crazy busy wedding season it is coming back i am bringing guests back um now that you know even though I'm in the full swing of things, things will calm down a little as July comes into motion. So, um, if there's anybody or anything that you want to hear about on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, again, DM me at the bride tender, email me at the bride tender at gmail.com. Um, you know, any topics that you have, don't be embarrassed to, to reach out to me. Um, I will, I'll address it and I'll keep it, you know, anonymous if you want me to keep it anonymous. And because the questions that you guys have are things that so many other brides and grooms definitely have questions or concerns about. So please feel free to reach out to me. Um, you never know a question that you have might be helping so many, 
so many other couples um, in regards to their wedding day and planning and, you know, wanting it to be perfect. And just the stressful aspects, you know, you want to share those stressful aspects with me? Trust me, don't even worry about it. Tell me because I got you because I know exactly how that feels. Not just from working in weddings, but also from being a bride. I know what it's like to sit on that side. I know how stressful it can be and how it can feel, especially, you know, you're morphing together two different families. You're, you want to make everybody happy. Trust me, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I've been involved myself. So I completely, completely get it. And until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Stay sane, stay healthy. I'll catch you next week. And uh, tell a friend, tell a bridesmaid, tell a groom, tell everybody that you can to listen to the Bride Tender podcast and give me your feedback and let me know what you want to hear. I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye.